Hello, language enthusiasts, and welcome to The Language Worker, a space to talk about the people involved in the language business in a broad sense. I'm interested in finding out how their training, work experience, and their passion for languages has shaped our guests' professional and, of course, personal lives. Join me on this journey to explore the multiple and unpredictable paths one can follow when we are involved in the magical world of languages. Kelsey is social media royalty. Her TikTok-style videos have been inspiring the translators community for a couple of years now. Listen to what the freaking freelancer has to say. Hi, everybody. Today, I am thrilled because I have Kelsey here with us. And uh, so here I go and try to pronounce your last name. I, I guess, is it Freak? Frick. <laughs> Frick. Ah. It's, a, it's a shorter, it's a shorter I. It's not like Freak. No, this is not how you I. spell it. <laughs> <laughs> but with names, you never know. I mean, yeah. and I know that you call yourself the freaking translator. So I love that. <laughs> So I've been following you for quite a while on LinkedIn, and I, I, I've seen a bit of your adventures, your video, your videos. But I'll start by asking, have you always known that you wanted to be a translator, or is that something that only came around college time? Because you did study translation, right? Yes, I did translation. A fluke. I actually, um, so I, I'm from the States, and I actually went to college in the States for fine arts. Um, I started studying fine arts and I'm actually uh, an art school dropout because my plan was that <laughs> I wanted to uh, study fine arts but have a second major of French. Mm -hmm. um, and when I got, obviously the art, the fine arts process and the whole like portfolio application and everything like that is really in depth. So I like, figured, you know, I'll just add French after that. When I started um, at college, then, I said, okay, can I add a second week or a French? And they said, no, sorry, we're phasing out the French program. And I said, okay, how do I drop out? So I was at art school for one week. <laughs> and oh. um, I had I had just visited the UK um, the summer before I started college in America. Um, I've got family friends who um, are British and we went to go and visit them. And um, I just completely fell in love with the place completely fell in love with the place and they were they were um they're from Norfolk so um I was like I just want to you know go over there in any way that I can so I looked at the University of East Anglia's language program and they were offering a translation program and I thought well that sounds like you know with French somehow sweet. in it right with French yeah yeah so I've been studying French but obviously um I kind of figured at that point after I dropped out of college that, you know, I'd be able to, I could practice art whenever I wanted, but I was never mm -hmm. really going to teach myself French fluently. So. <laughs> that makes and, sense. <laughs> um, so then I, uh, yeah, I looked into the University of East Anglia's program. They were offering translation, media, and French. And I thought, okay, well, that sounds a really, like a really practical application of, um, you know, how to use my French language skills um, and apply and yeah 10 years later I'm still in the UK <laughs> um but yeah it was it it wasn't something that I knew I always wanted to do I think art was probably my my first real love 
Um, and when I was a little kid, I said that I wanted to like grow up and, and be an artist. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, so I've kind of I've kind of fallen into translation accidentally in terms of studying it and stuff. But um, yeah, it's kind of become the, the second love of my life. Hmm, that's interesting because I thought, oh, she did study translation, which means that this was already a plan. But I guess there was a plan before this plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's because of this artistic um, thing, uh, aura about you, that you actually do a lot of things within, let's say, the, the language business, right? Because I actually listed a few of the things that you do, a few of the <laughs> services that you offer, and it's like uh, multiple things of all perspectives which is a little bit like myself so like there's language work but there's also behind the scenes work and project management and all of that stuff right so how did that come to your life I mean where did it start and how did it develop in such a, a variety of activities it's uh, again a little bit accidental so in my final year of of uni here in the UK, um, a local translation agency got in touch with my head of school and said that they were looking for someone to come and do work experience specifically with subtitling. And that was one of the modules that I really enjoyed and, and did quite well at um, while I was in uni. And so I applied and I got accepted and stuff. And it just happened, you know, I was going in maybe like once or twice a week. But it just happened when full -time, two full-time members of staff of the agency had just left. Mm. And the, the, the managing director of the agency went, job? And I went, me? <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably, I started going in. I managed to be a account manager. Mm. Um, I was for five years. It oh. was a boutique. Um, so it was small. It was nice, you know. I guess it's a, it's a little bit cut. Can you can you hear me well? Because I can you just. Oh, sorry, I can hear you. Can you not hear me? Mm, just I can understand what you're saying, but it's a bit cut. <laughs> you think... oh, let me try. <laughs> so strange. Fine before that. Yeah, it's just coming with some technical difficulties. I would say. <laughs> difficulties yeah i guess it's better now yeah is it better now yeah i think so sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> do we want to do you want to start that, that question no, yeah we just continue no no, no. Okay. We'll, we'll do it like just this continue. Yeah. We'll, we'll roll with it that's fine <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah so um yeah i was working there for five years um, but it was a boutique agency. So I was not only doing the like account and project management, I was also doing the vendor management and the marketing and like the finance and stuff like that. So um, there was a little bit of everything. It was a really hands-on introduction to how the translation industry works. Um, and then after five years, I well, actually in 2021, I got COVID really, really badly. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of that time put a lot of things into perspective for a lot of people and it did for me definitely and I thought mm -hmm. you know I need to I need to start you know advancing a little bit more in my career so I went freelance thinking that I was going to go and find a new dream job and you know just use freelancing to pay some bills on the side ah. but actually it <laughs> turned out that I really liked being my own boss and <laughs> um 
yeah, it just, it just kind of grew organically. My services grew organically. Um, you know, when I went freelance, I kind of thought I really need to get on social. Um, I knew LinkedIn was a really good opportunity, especially, you know, in a B2B environment. Um, so I just started doing that and experimenting with things on that. Um, I had originally planned on focusing on subtitling mainly as a, as my service that I was going to offer being freelance, but since most people knew me in a project management and account management capacity, that just seemed to be the things I started to get recommended for and, you know, start working with. So I would say that's like the majority of my business now. Um, and then obviously with the growth of the, the social media and stuff like that, I now offer consultancy. So there's, there's <laughs> lots of things that have grown quite organically, which I'm very happy about. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to like rein it all in now and, and, you know, make sense of it and take a little bit of control of it. Yeah, I guess it was 2001, probably when I started seeing your videos. And I guess I read somewhere that you said that they are uh, TikTok videos disguised as LinkedIn content. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Which I loved. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, to look at it from that perspective. So that's how I would say most people in the industry noticed you at least from my perspective that's what I remember you you know from I'm like mm, yes she did those videos in the beginning that's probably what called my attention and everybody else's attention and you're just amazing at it but how did that come to your mind is it because you joined TikTok or what happened how did that come about it was um you know, I, I knew, again, I knew that I had to have a, a social media presence. I was experimenting a lot on LinkedIn and stuff like that. And I wanted to do video content. I knew I wanted video content, but really like sort of, you know, sitting in front of your phone and going, hi, I'm Kelsey Frick. I am a project manager who is freelance. You know, I didn't, I, that felt really, really unnatural to me. Mm -hmm. And I knew already from my, like, you know, from creating content that if I didn't, like doing something that I wasn't going to continue doing it and um at the time I hadn't downloaded TikTok I was just on Instagram um and I was completely obsessed with Instagram reels which is basically TikTok but the Instagram version um and I would sit there and just scroll through them and I loved it and I was like I'm gonna try one of those <laughs> and we'll see how it goes like it's I'll experiment I was scared out of my mind to post it because I was like this could either go really good or really really bad um but luckily when I did post it I got a really good reaction and I thought okay maybe I'm on to something here and just had fun with it you know I just could continue working on it because it was something that I actually enjoyed doing rather than felt like work you know mm -hmm. it didn't feel like oh I have to put a post out for the sake of putting a post out I have to do this because you know I haven't done a video in a while or something like that it was just something that again could grow really naturally and something that I'd like to come back to yeah that's why there's sometimes are a bit more work related sometimes they're more fun sometimes so it, whatever comes to your mind and it's just everybody yeah. wants them I guess it's <laughs> I guess it, you're still famous for them I, I would say so in the meantime you have been posting about all sorts of things and events and everything else. So you focus a lot on the, the freelance translators, like in the community, right? And you have a lot of advice, a lot of posts that are there to call people's attention to the issues and questions that bother people the most when they work on that side of, of um, the business. And so people have been inviting you to talk about 
all sorts of things. And I know that one of the last things that you did was to talk about mental health, right? So I would say that you really have a lot to say about that because you are a full-blown uh, freelancer at the moment and you have to deal with it yourself. And I'd like to know what kind of things you have been telling people that might help them. Yeah, I mean, mental health is, is really important to me. It, it's something that I've always kind of felt really comfortable talking about, um, just personally, I, you know, throughout my life, I, I always thought that it was better better to get it out, better to talk about it and start those conversations than to bottle things up. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do my fair share of bottling up. Um, I think we all do. <laughs> But it, it, for me, it was always something that I thought was important to be speaking about. And when I went freelance, there was so many things that I came up against that I didn't really know how to navigate and had to kind of learn the hard way. And so going freelance, I knew that I kind of wanted to create an environment where I could be supportive of anyone else that was going through those or mm -hmm. at least at the very least show that they aren't alone in what they're going through. So that was kind of the, the whole idea of me starting to speak on mental health a little bit more. Um, but there, there's so many things to, to talk about. There's, there's burnout, there's, um, you know, getting a, a mean email from a client or from, a, from someone that you're working with that for some reason just, you know, sends you into tears. Um, or, you know, there's there's working on your period and navigating mm -hmm. your hormones and stuff like that. Like that's discussing so rates with clients all the time. Yeah, exactly. There's stressful. so many Yeah, there's so many things that you can that you can go through and stuff. Or, you know, the fact of working you're working from your home all the time and how that can affect your mental health. There's so many different aspects of it. So um it's it's something that I I like to cover. I'm by no means like a, a mental health expert. I you know I haven't studied it or anything like that. But all I can do is share my experience and share the things that have helped me through it. You know, yeah, for sure. And I know you do a lot of things, and I'm sure that also helps your mental health because it's not like you're doing subtitling all the time or doing this or doing that. So I guess that's one of the methods, right? Is to yes, have exactly. variety in your life, and I. I speak for myself that that is one of the things that really uh helps us uh also compartmentalize is this a word uh yeah. <laughs> a little bit of the problem here and a little bit of the problem here there because you don't have to focus on the same thing all the time so Absolutely. one of the um, companies you work for is let's see if i can find it i have it here it's words in translation right so i guess that you work for multiple companies but this is probably the one you're more uh public about right so what kind of activities do you actually do there so words in translation first of all a great great company um i'm a, a wonderful position in my career that i'm able to be very cheesy about the the people that i work with and words in translation hands down are just a wonderful company to work for um what i mainly do for them um it's actually it's, it's twofold so i i work as a account director, account manager for them. Um, and I manage one of their major accounts. Um, and the other side of what I do is also marketing. So I'm also helping it, helping them with their marketing plan, um, you know, their content creation, um, advising on, you know, writing LinkedIn profiles and, you know, the kind of wholesale 
marketing landscape for a boutique transportation agency because it's what I, you know, what I learned and what I had to do myself um, mm. when I first started out in my career. Mm. So now that I was looking at your services and I realized that you actually also offer graphic uh, design. And now I understand how that <laughs> is a that part of your services. Yes. So what happens there? Do you still do it a lot or... I do it. I do it a fair amount. I actually, so it's kind of um, graphic design is a good way to say it for um, for clients who are outside of the translation industry. But I feel like mm -hmm. in the translation industry, a lot of people know it as DPP or desktop publishing. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that that makes up like a, a good amount of the service that I do actually. And it's kind of it's an auxiliary service. Um, it's obviously one that that I charge for, but um, it really. DPP is a service that I've seen close a deal quite like no other. Like it, mm. it's um it's really appealing to mm. direct clients to end clients um to be able to get something translated in like their InDesign or something. Yeah. Um and then have it redesigned, reformatted, and double checked so that it looks like it was, you know, published originally in that language. And there's something mm. to be said for that. There's so it's, yeah, it, it's something that comes up quite a lot. It's, again, something that I learned on the job. Um, I was already making, like, digital art and stuff before, obviously, I got into the translation industry, so I already knew how to use, like, Photoshop and Illustrator. Mm -hmm. um, so InDesign wasn't a huge leap. But, yeah, it, it's just a really, it's a good service to, to be able to offer. And, um, yeah, it also, you know, helps with uh, content creation and all of that good stuff, too. Yeah, because you, you do so much, but I'm sure you still, or I hope you still can find the time to do some of your artwork as such, like for pleasure. Is that still happening? That is happening. It's not it's not happening as much as I would like, obviously. Um, I think, you know, because I've only been freelance for, um, it's going to be two years on Sunday. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Coming so... up. Yeah, exactly. So, but everything has been such a whirlwind of men that I've kind of just been really wrapped up in, in um, you know, my my work. But definitely, I I have a whole this box down here is full of art supplies and stuff like that. I've actually um, this is really this is I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've actually bought a tattoo gun um that I'm going to be start working with and stuff and you okay. know not, not not like professionally or anything like that but it's always it's something that Is I've it... always wanted to learn so <laughs> what's the idea are you gonna buy like those fake skins and start practicing or yeah, <laughs> I just basically. I just find out that existed I was shocked <laughs> yeah yeah get some, I've got some fake skins and stuff like yeah. that and um yeah just start practicing because it's just something it's something that I've always wanted to learn it's actually what I thought that I might go into before I was going to be a translator or anything um but uh yeah <laughs> and that's also amazing as a translation niche i suppose that you're an expert on that kind of area i, suppose. Yeah. I mean yeah. i love watching tattoo shows <laughs> i don't have any tattoos but i i'll i'll watch all of your ink masters and all of that stuff oh, yeah. to, to keep up with yeah. trends <laughs> and it's to know what's happening <laughs> So the extent of your worries with the community goes so far that you have actually created a community recently, right? Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah, so um, me and my colleague Aniko, um, we have launched Team Translator, mm -hmm. uh, which has been a real labor of love for us. We have 
um, before we launched, we must have been planning it for maybe five or six months <laughs> before we actually launched. Um, it, it stemmed out of uh, wanting to create a space that was first and foremost positive for freelance translators, because I feel like, you know, um, Lost you again. Sorry. No, I cannot even hear you at all right now. <laughs> hey. I guess every now and then something happens and it just runs away. That's so strange. Okay, I guess you're back. <laughs> Am I back? I think so. Yeah, I can hear you now. That's so weird. I don't, don't know why. You don't do anything, right? It's just... <laughs> literally nothing yeah okay, okay. Anyway. Well, sorry <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so team translator was we wanted to create a space that was first and foremost positive um you know we, we wanted to kind of get out of that um that feel of like a facebook group where you go to like really complain about clients and complain about agencies and like low rates and stuff like that and yes there is a certain amount of that that happens in um in team translator we have a whole panel called let it out mm -hmm. um for you to be able to do that but you know we also we, we just want to create that community where everyone's kind of supporting each other we're not you know it's not about um being in competition with anybody it's not about um you know trying to beat anyone on rates or anything like that it's just about answering questions that people have or mm -hmm. being supportive when people are having a bad day or being supportive when people are having a great day and you, you can, <laughs> we can celebrate with them and stuff. So that was really the purpose for it. And then we've also, you know, been developing resources that people can access. Um, so there's, there's a lot going on there and we have so much planned. Um, but yeah, we, we are just absolutely delighted with, with, uh, the response that we've had to it so far. We've been, we've been really, really lucky. We've got, you know, almost 550 members of it, mm -hmm. and we only launched in November. So yeah. that, yeah, that's been absolutely enormous, um, and we're we're so happy. Yes, I bet. And when you go and try to sign in, there are three questions, right? Yep. <laughs> so why are you joining? And then the second question stops you right there. <laughs> if you're not a freelance translator, do not continue. Basically. So why is it this? Uh, I guess it's because of the safe space for, for talking about anything you want, but it's just not possible for someone who doesn't, let me use this terminology, identify as, as a freelance translator. So that's the idea, right? To just make sure that people who are not, uh, yeah. don't identify who are not uh, freelance translators so that they cannot be part of the, of the team. You don't want that. Yeah. I mean, we're open to any freelance um, professional in the localization industry, mm. basically. Um, freelance translator is kind of the, a catch-all term for it. But um, yeah, we, we wanted to just be really intentional about these about the space that we were creating. One, yeah, we want to protect that um, that safe space for freelance translators and other freelance um, localization professionals. Um, you know, we don't want people who are working in agencies coming in and, you know, seeing everything that people are saying or, you know, <laughs> All of that stuff it, it's meant to be a space for them um and then also we just wanted to we wanted to make sure that what we were offering and what we were doing and targeting 
with our content and with our um you know our resources and our events and stuff we're really geared towards those types of people as well um you know we've had a lot of requests to say oh can we can students join and stuff and we're like well if you're actively freelancing that's fine um but we're not a group for students like mm -hmm. that's not that's not what we are um so that's that's why we are you know are kind of strict about that we want to make sure that it's just for um freelance localization professionals because that's how we can make the group more effective and make it work for for everyone who's who's joined mm. so I, I guess you really have this management like in a good sense uh, <laughs> not micromanagement but this managing sense right like organizing things and getting resources together oh, yeah. and all of that so with all of this going on what is the typical day for the freaking translator <laughs> i just love saying it sorry <laughs> it's your creation i mean i didn't do it yeah yeah I, that's i i love it honestly I, I mean when i got married i was like i am not changing my name i love my surname it's the it's as you should as you, and, and, you know all of that i i never heard the end of it so yeah love being a frick um but my typical day what i love about it is that it doesn't look very typical you know there's mm -hmm. not one day there's not one way that it works or anything like that so um but going to like the the analytical part of things the way that my brain works normally just mm -hmm. in throughout my day-to-day -day and stuff is that I always have a plan a to z mm -hmm. I you know if if plan a doesn't work out then you know I go to plan b and it just keeps on going down and stuff so I guess that kind of the way that my mind works kind of lends itself to that project management, you know, juggling many things at, at you know, all times just to be able to kind of go through things. But I would say that really my my workday doesn't look too dissimilar to anyone that maybe is a project or account manager at an agency. Sure, I work across many different, you know, clients and stuff like that, but it's just about looking at what's come in seeing how I can prioritize things, seeing what meetings I need to go to, who I need to talk to, what I need to act in, and kind of putting that in a priority list and, and seeing what I need to go to. Um, that being said, that client work, um, one of the things that I make sure um, is built into my day is that time to be spending on my own business mm -hmm. and you know my marketing and stuff like that. So, yeah, I always I, I speak quite a lot about having that kind of non-negotiable time to spend mm -hmm. on my business and yeah. on, my, on my marketing. Um, so it, it means if something comes in that would, you know, take away from that time, I have to say no to it because in the long run, it's going to benefit me more to be working on my business, um, you know, consistently and, and regularly than it will be to take that one project that's going to, you know, Yes, there. I've seen you say that, and I was fascinated. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, that's, this is the attitude. I love it." So yes, but apart from all this, you go places, right? And I mean, other places in your life, but you also go to events, in-person events. Yes, I have. Well, obviously, since things have have opened up a little bit more, mm -hmm. I've started going to in-person events there's there's so many that were around obviously a little bit more that were around when I was in London which mm -hmm. I've now moved to Glasgow um so it's a little bit quieter which I enjoy um but that doesn't mean you know networking is something that I find so important um and like connecting with other translation professionals and stuff I just think that even if you're not you know 
even if you don't end up like working together, just having mm -hmm. that kind of support network and stuff. I've met so many lovely people and now I'm able to kind of, I'm lucky that whatever room I walk into, I'm likely to probably already have met someone there and like know someone. So there's just a really lovely community. Um, a lot of people will know you when you don't know them. <laughs> That's so are celebrity translator, right? That's oh, the way it is. Goodness. Oh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to claim that title. <laughs> well, but I, I guess I can say it for you. <laughs> I'm um, on this side, right? So I, I yeah. kind of see what happens. <laughs> exactly. No, I've had, I've had like people help, you know, telling me that I'm like a LinkedIn influencer and like that yes, kind of stuff. For and sure. it, it all feels a little bit like, huh, you know, <laughs> but, but um, it's the truth. I mean, obviously that's, I'm sure like most of the people who work in the industry will see you like that because that that is a fact right i guess you have inspired and you've been there for a lot of people and i have seen you mentioned in many 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 posts and i even looked at my own posts from like a year ago and i mentioned you constantly <laughs> so this is what i say you're a celebrity for for all of us who are on linkedin right thank you Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it does happen a lot that I'm going to events and, and people say, oh, you're Kathy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> It's very nice to meet you. Um, it, it does happen. It, it yeah. absolutely happens. But, um, you know, everyone, everyone's really nice about it. it. It's not like I can know absolutely everybody in the, in the industry. And um, I'm just always excited to, to meet new people. So absolutely, you know, if, if you see me, feel free to come up and say hello and introduce yourself and... Yeah, I'm. I'm more than happy that to happen. I was actually, I was actually recognized on the streets in Glasgow um, wow. <laughs> a few months ago. That was absolutely wild. I had just been walking my dog, and um, my husband went into like the shop to to grab something for dinner, and I was standing outside, and um, someone went to pet my dog, and then I looked up and went, Kelsey, and I was like, um. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very strange. That was very very strange. But um, yeah, it was it was a lovely interaction. We met up again later on as a you know for a Glasgow translators meetup and stuff. And it was yeah, it was it was absolutely great. See, I'm not lying. You're a celebrity. <laughs> I didn't even know about this episode, but I know that you are a celebrity. I mean, you have a lot of followers, and like I say, it's probably every day or at least a couple of times a week that people will mention you in their posts and usually is because you support them you influence them in a good way you have shown them the path and you have been there for them at some level right so which means that i would say you are the most famous translator i've ever met on social media. <laughs> i'm going to come out of it the biggest head <laughs> this is just facts i mean i don't have to make up anything because it's just the way it is and i speak for myself so i don't have to go any further but i know you do a lot of things with dot i've actually I, uh, during your webinar i used uh dots content to for an example and all of that so i mean that actually came through you right and i'd love to talk to her one of these days have to talk to her to see if she can also have some time for us and uh, come on. yes I'm sure I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that you will. it's been amazing talking to you and I was really curious about a few things and this is my great opportunity of asking whatever I want and <laughs> we had a bit of a technical difficulty moment yeah, sorry. There. 
but I guess it, it doesn't take away from our conversation. And I thank you so much for this time that you spent with me because I know you have loads to do and you have your creations, you have your work, you have your clients, you have your marketing and everything is brilliant and we love following you. So we'll continue to do that and uh, continue to see what you have to give us, your resources, your advice, all of that. So I thank you in the name of the community. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Rita. This has been so lovely. It's been it's been really nice just kind of having a, a chat and having a bit of a laugh with you. And um, yeah, I, I'm so grateful that you that you've invited me on. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, this has just been such a nice way to spend my Friday morning. So thank you. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure you we were going to say yes because I have I know you have a lot going on. So I was absolutely I was like. <laughs> So thank you so much for that too. So thank, thank you. you so much and I'll continue following you and keep up the good work. <laughs> thank you so thank much. You. Have a good Friday. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye.